0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
1: Now, Thursday night football, the Denver Broncos at the New York Jets. This game tonight will be like watching two old people have sex. How about that? That's why you have to keep watching, because you don't know the next word out of my mouth. And I know that, because I don't know the next word out of my mouth. Everybody's awake
0: today. This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Everybody is awake today. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the RP Show, Hour 2. It's what we call the Hour 2 kickoff here. It's Monday, uh, March 22nd. It is episode number 447 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Cine Girl, Cynthia in on YouTube, she's watching. She says, Rod is absolutely glowing this morning. I am glowing. Had a wonderful weekend. I'm on the air, chatting with you people, and life's fantastic. And the reason being is I've been through my personal crises. I've been through my crap times. Life's good. The sun's shining. I'm trying to help other people through that. That's all, and that makes you feel good to help other people. That's all. How are you doing over there? Life f- is good. You know, yes. I don't know if you
2: saw this. I started running. No, I didn't see. I that. started running a little bit. I just, and I, I used to. Where run are you a going? Bit. Just around the block, you know, whatever. Right. And you're running five days a week, and it's been it's been great. And after our hockey, I don't know if you saw that on my Instagram, I forgot to, I put it off all day, so I went for a run at 11.30 at night after the game on Saturday night. Yep. But it was great. I've never felt better. That's a little strange. It's a little strange, but I wanted to keep the streak going, and uh, so I'm feeling good. I was driving
1: around John Frenzy on the weekend, and he told me, our 83-year-old panelist on Friday, the Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster, and he said... He's been getting out and having his walks, similar to you. And in the summer when it gets hot, as you know, he pulls his shirt off. Oh, yeah. And the women in South Regina love it. So watch for that. It's like a parade. They pull their lawn chairs out and <laughs> get ready. For we it. have another new thing going on today that we didn't even understand was a thing until now. On YouTube, if you pay the money, your comments go to the top and we'll read them. This John Burns, how much he into us for today? <laughs> 30 bucks already. Woo. John says, if the CXFL gets off the ground, what does this mean for the Atlantic Schooners? Are we in a position with a Jim Carrey like? So you're saying there's a chance? I like this John Burns guy. He's interesting. Where'd he come from? I don't know. How'd he find us? So we've labeled ourselves the only fans of sports talk. You keep swiping, we'll keep dancing. Do we, do we want to delve into the. CxFL XFL talk for those that just tuned in across this great continent on game plus TV, what you missed was it's Wednesday. We'll mark two weeks since the commissioner of the CFL, Randy Ambrose and the CFL announced they're in collaborative talks with the XFL. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. And I have to say, I'm incredibly impressed with Randy Ambrosi. I don't know if he came up with this on his own. It's a magnificent troll job. That's what it is. Yeah. He dropped a bomb and walked away and has this all scurrying around like mice. That's out of my playbook. That's why I love it so much. But what it's done, while it's got everybody going off, media fans, players, coaches, everybody connected to both leagues, all it's really done is cause a lot of finger pointing. How did we get in this mess? And as long as the owners say, not us, as long as the marketers say, not us, as long as the fans say, not us, we've done all we can. I don't see progress with all the finger pointing going on, and it's going to lead to the ship going down, and then you got to rebuild. And as one of my brothers once said to me, who's worked in sports a long time, he says, you can't stop the train from going off the track. you got to let it go off the track, and then you clean up. And that's where I'm, that's what's coming clear to me, the people that are just hell-bent on nothing changing with a CFL because it shouldn't change. Or those that say, I'd rather have the league fold than change.
2: You might get your wish. And you're sitting there with some comments, I can tell by the look on your face. It's called the Kansas City Shuffle, right? gonna tell you what's going on over here meanwhile i'm getting the job done over here i think it's bait and switch right? bait and switch well actually. it's a little bit of both yeah. but you know um that came from the, the old movie lucky number Eleven. yeah if you remember that the kansas city shuffle but it's like a little distraction over here we'll drop this news we'll give you a little of this to bite on over here meanwhile we'll go get everything done and then when we announce what's happening we'll be like, oh that was the plan all along smart so we'll see if they come up with what they're working on and and see where this goes, but it's, it's interesting to follow. So, <clears throat> this is becoming the John Burns show. He says, You were
1: on part of the XFL podcast recently, and so I figured I'd go to the sports mouth of Sask. But, John, we are coming to you from the Sweatbands capital, but we're on national television in front of 2.3 million viewers daily, just letting you know Game Plus TV network in Alberta, all across Alberta on Telesoptic TV. Cable Carrier, and then YouTube and Facebook. Randolph Zora says, does anyone watching remember the name Larry Smith? And that's why I'm so grateful that I got into this CFL at a very young age. 18 years of age, I was on the radio. I'm 48, but I got a 30-year history in this league, covering this league, being around this league. And... I, I feel like I want to defer to Darren on a lot of this stuff because he's a lot wiser than me, even at his young age. 33? Four. 34 now? Um, when people say it failed in the 90s, it's not going to work now. Are you welded to that? Because we're in a different world now. I've I, I likened it to this. My mom, God bless her, huge CFL fan not with us anymore. But when they announced the Ottawa Red Blacks going into Ottawa, the expansion franchise, she said, why would they go there? The Ottawa Rough Riders folded. The Ottawa Renegades folded. It's a terrible football market. And I'm like, no, Mom, it's a great football market. The teams failed the market. The market didn't fail the teams. But that was her opinion. I get the same sense here. Why would we try the XFL? They
2: folded twice. It's different now. But you see convincing people very difficult. We're light years ahead of where we were in the 90s and in a completely different world. But the world is smaller than it ever was, than it's ever been. And it's getting smaller. And borders are just disappearing. Melting. They're melting away. And, you know, I go back to Ron Duguay's comments about hockey players, right? He talks about, you know, the lack of the tough guys. But he also says the identity of the game where he watches Canada... He watches the USA play hockey, watches Canadians, Americans. He said he can't tell the difference anymore. Well, it's blending like it's melting away the borders where we are all just one people. Now the borders, we have one side of the pond from the other. There is differences in culture and stuff, but culture in Canada and culture in the U S isn't a whole lot different anymore. It's blending so quickly. And you know, there's going to be a day, I know, where the currency will be the same, and there's going to be a day where the border crossing won't be an issue. It'll be the same. It's, it's almost as easy to go to the United States now as it is to go to Alberta or Manitoba. It was. You know, and the travel's <laughs> the same. Yeah. So the fact of U.S. not working in the Canadian Football League, I mean, it's not the same as it was in the 90s. It's so much easier. So that's my take. But as long as there's so
1: much resistance, and let's not forget, too, by the way, that leaders... In this day and age I've seen are so incredibly influenced, particularly in sports. One negative tweet will make them reevaluate their day and do a hairpin turn. Oh my God, we can't have people mad at us. Are you kidding me? I see it a ton. So maybe all the people that are against a merger will get their way and it won't happen. Brian Warushin. BC Lions Den podcast, good friend of ours, writes in. He says, here is, my, here is the take I'm standing on with CFL-XFL. The XFL has always marketed itself as being different, so let them adapt to Canadian rules and expose exciting football to the United States. All the CFL missed was marketing and business. You saw my tweet banging my, the head against the wall, GIF. There's nothing wrong with the game. There's never been anything wrong with the game. For 100 years, the CFL has got football right. Forget what McAfee says about State Fair football. The game's great. We'll put it up against the NFL for excitement any day of the week. We all will, right? But it's had its lunch eaten by the NFL because the CFL took its eye off the ball for 20 years. Took their eye off the ball. I feel like I'm saying the same thing every day. But we got all these new viewers, though. I know. Right, So you got the XFL's tremendous marketing, you got the Rock's money, you got the CFL's great game and the brand, meld them together, and they're the perfect fit. But nobody wants to hear that. And I I will say this, at least people haven't been coming after me and making horrible, nasty, personal comments about, because I'm in favor of a merger. You know they want to, but they haven't really said that. You know? Yeah, I know. Nuts. (laughs) I'm just saying. By the way, there are other things going on. Uh, Eddie Bankowski, the great Edmund Bankowski, my first ever statistician when I was the voice of the Regina Rams football program. Eddie texts me and he says, Hi, Rod, this morning on the Fan 590 Toronto, Carlo Koliakovo was singing the praises of Connor Bedard. He was very impressed. Aren't we all? That's from Eddie Badenkowski. I wrote him back and said, "Hard not to be, Edmund." Just a segue a little bit because CFL isn't playing hockey is just a thing on Bedard. There's a guy, actually a few of them, that are on my back about pumping this Bedard train so hard, and, for, and it's not just him and his kid. There have been viewers to access that are like, "Enough about Bedard, enough about Bedard." But the Pats haven't said anything to me. The Western Hockey League hasn't said anything to me. This is my M.O. If you don't understand what I did for 20 years with the Rough Riders, the Rough Riders never had a problem with it because it was selling jerseys and selling tickets and getting people to watch the games. They get it. And I don't think any of the Pats teammates are upset at Connor Bedard either. I think it's people just get tired of the story. Well, the story is two weeks old. Like, and it happened. We, I, this, we went through this with Eberly with the Pats. Same thing. I'm pumping Everly's tires. Jordan Everly, greatest pad ever, potentially greatest world junior player ever, voted by TSN, right? Mm-hmm. And we had somebody with the team come up to me and go, "We're I'll never forget. We are in downtown Edmonton, Royal Coast Suites, I believe was the hotel we were staying in Edmonton." Where somebody pulled the fire alarm in the middle of the afternoon, we were all having our pregame nap. We we'll never evacuated the hotel. False alarm. Anyways, somebody came up to me with the Pats and said, "Can you pump the brakes on the on the Eberly stuff?" Some of the other kids are getting jealous and upset. I said, "Sorry, what?" Well, some of the other kids, you think it's not fair that Eberly's getting all the attention and they're not? Are we we're really having this conversation right now? And I guarantee it wasn't the coach, Dale Durkash, because he's the guy, he would get it. But it's, I'm not saying this is going on within the Pats right now. I think it's from outside the Pats. People are going, he's just one player. There's 19 other players. He's leading the entire Western Hockey League East Division in scoring, and he's 15 years old. He's the only player on the team with a five-game point streak going into Tuesday's game against Winnipeg, which we'll be calling on Access Now TV. What are you talking about? You start putting up those numbers and you'll get the hype. Darren, God did not create us all equal. Sorry to burst your bubble.
2: You mean I'm not six foot four? <laughs> Where are you on this? Please tell me I'm not alone. You're not alone. It's fun. It's, you know, we're a national show, right? We're a national show. Yeah. So who has the relevance across the entire country? Not really interested, unfortunately, in who's on the second, third, and fourth line. Across the country. I mean, if I'm Phil Andrews calling the Regina Pats games, so I'm giving some more attention to Carson Denemy and some of these other kids for sure. But of course Connor is gonna get most of the attention because he's the exceptional player. You only have him for a short time. We're about selling the product, selling the game. You want people excited? Yes. Well now scouts are coming to the game, and Carson Denemy is the 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 second guy there who's having a great season playing with Connor Bedard saying, Wait, this kid can play too. And now we're going to start giving him some attention and potentially a contract and stuff because of the attention of Connor Bedard. But without Bedard, we never would have known maybe who these other kids we were. We wouldn't have been watching. And they wouldn't have came onto our radar because the team's not exactly letting it on fire in the wind column yet. And that's expected and whatever. But, yeah, of course the kid's going to bring more attention. McDavid did. Yeah. McKinnon. Well, I, I had to get that off our chest today.
1: Uh, J-Rod watching on Facebook says, Morning, guys. Yeah, this Bedard kid looks like the next Patrick Kane. Good comparison, J-Rod, because Patrick Kane is routinely the smallest player on the ice and the best. Bedard's not real big. Jay Bockhot in Vancouver is watching. He says, 2017-18, Captain Sam Steele. Yes, but if you read my Monday morning goalie column today, I said Sam Steele was 19 before most of this town even knew he was here. By then, it was almost too late. That's what I'm saying. I don't want that to happen. Get on the train now. Uh, One last one. Don Mitchell says uh, he's watching in the Middle East. He says, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a CFL fan, and we got into how the TSN exclusive relationship has harmed the CFL. He is adamant that the relationship has been fantastic and doesn't see that TSN throttles other streams and the CFL suffers by the lack of visibility. Again, once we agree, then we begin to heal. Standing back, pointing fingers, fighting. This was great. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. NFL's bringing in $10 billion a year, bro. Starting in what? 2023? Mm-hmm. Where are their games? ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN. Now Amazon streaming. Fox. Fox. Yeah. Every single network has a piece of the pie and paying a premium. And the CFL jumps into one. Because the network waved the biggest check at them. <laughs> and now they're paying for it. But no, they would do it again. We'll be back. Henny tweets in next. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Listen live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? 3.0. 3.0. Okay. The lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery operated? Small, handheld, with a headlight. So you see where you're going. Oh my God! To sort of get those nooks and crannies. You know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. But I'm telling you, it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy-nilly, willy nilly. You're willy. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 Any other questions? I gotta
2: try it I'm sold (laughs) I still haven't tried it, all I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial
1: Okay, so right now you guys you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 all one word FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use promo code FANSIDED20
0: Oh yeah, back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Great
1: Canadian sports talk show continues. I just want to tell you that the CFL-XFL talk will continue in the last two segments of the show, so get your loonies and toonies ready. And our curling report is coming up as well. But I'm going to hand this over to Dupes because as we bring in Paul Hendrick, longtime Leafs reporter, Leafs TV, TSN. Henny, listen. You see my gear. I got a Jets bunny hug on. My favorite team's the Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. But as you know, I'm surrounded by Leaf fans, and one sitting here right here with a well coiffed hair, Darren Dupont. So I said, "You're interviewing Henny Dupes. You're on. That's it. You got nothing. I'm out of here. Not one. Go. Okay. You're wasting time. How are you, Paul?"
3: Hey, I'm good. I'm glad to see Rod's at the kids' table for a change. Let's do this. <laughs>
2: yeah, you
3: and me both.
2: This is pretty good. Got it. Okay. Pretty good. good. Okay. So, first off, just where would you summarize the Leafs right now? Because Rod kind of asked me that off the top, and it's tough because you come off the Edmonton three games, and now what's happened the last, you know, eight or 10 games? What would you summarize where they're at right now?
3: Well, I think if uh, the Leafs were to look back prior to training camp in December and say, "Here we would be the end of March; you'll be in first place with a completely healthy club," uh, I think they'd they'd sign off on that now there's a caveat with completely healthy club uh, practice today uh, their third fourth and fifth string goaltenders were out today and michael hutchinson joseph wall and uh, former prince albert standout ian scott uh, the top two guys uh, campbell and anderson were not there and, and my only concern is they've all had a couple of days off more so for anderson it all starts in nets and uh, if they're able to uh, manage the load from here on in given uh, just how balanced this club is defensively inside their own zone which is a big change from seasons past I think they're going to be in great shape but health is wealth and it begins in nets for the Leafs and and I think there are some question marks right now just given the fact that those two goaltenders were not in the ice now all of this said the Leafs have only played two games uh, in between 10 days this is an opportunity if you're gonna arrest some of these guys to do it now. I just hope for relief's sake it isn't too serious with both those number one and two goaltenders, whoever the one and two is at this point in time.
2: How comfortable would you you know think that Kyle Dubas is in the goaltending situation? You know, Freddie Anderson hasn't played, you know, up to expectation, but Jack Campbell has, but they haven't been healthy. Mm-hmm. Are they comfortable with that tandem going forward or do you think, you know, a change has to be made?
3: No, I think they're comfortable. And uh, if both are are healthy, or at least relatively healthy, uh, I think, Darren, they're going to go the uh, the way with them. Um, Michael Fuda, a longtime general manager in Los Angeles, now with Sportsnet, um, he's always spoken highly of Campbell and and believes Campbell should be given the opportunity. Uh, I know this is a contract year for uh, Freddie Anderson, I know he wants to do well. If this team's able to do well with him and Nets heading into the postseason and possibly going deep, he's gonna make his money some way, somehow, whether it be in Toronto or somewhere else in the National Hockey League. So no, uh, they're very much happy. I think if there's a change or at least an addition, uh, they'd like to add some grit on the blue line. Maybe a five-six kind of guy, but just something to um, bolster what they've got in and Bogosian and Muzzin, and uh, and possibly a top six forward uh, that would uh, thus bump a forward down to the third line and 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 bring some scoring balance through the top three lines. And they're getting it. I mean, with Spets and company on the fourth line right now. Uh, but I but but I see Kyle uh, getting one or both of a top six forward and a five-six defenseman with grit, uh, and I see that happening sooner than later, uh, given when the deadline is and given the chance that uh, they're gonna have to trade with somebody stateside and uh, all that the quarantine's gonna have to offer to bring those guys up here before they get a chance to play.
2: Yeah, you can see the evidence of that already, right? The, the waiver moves and, and both Boyd and, and VC being claimed. Um, Galchenyuk, the other guy I wanted to ask you about. And how do you see them yeah. using him moving forward? I know he played you know, pretty well with the Marlies and he's, he's contributing already. I mean, it's, it's far too early, but long term, do you see him sticking in the top six or maybe in the third line?
3: Yeah, they think he can play uh, in either of those top three lines. And I guess you could stick him on the fourth, but why would you do that? Uh, No, they see him as an opportunity, a reclamation project uh, who may have needed a change and uh, they're gonna get a chance. Obviously he is to work uh, with the Marley's development people and now with the Maple Leaf people. And I mean, was he second overall? And you just don't go that high or third overall, whatever it was back in 2012. and not have something that's there. So they're hoping to cap into that. Uh, It's not cost them anything. Uh, And and if he's able to do so, then he's going to help this hockey club and he has something to prove as well. Seems very happy. It's interesting when you come on a team and you look around that dressing room to see all the skill and leadership that is there. This for me is the best Maple Leaf team. I've had an opportunity uh, to really well, cover, but be around and and be a part of, uh, not necessarily this team this year, but uh, through the rest of my 25 years with this hockey club, this is the best team I think the Leafs have had in terms of elite skill up front. And now uh, Gilcheny has got a chance to rub shoulders with this talent, rub shoulders with some of that leadership that's in that room, and uh, I, I think it might make him... Uh, a better hockey player, the lease have rolled the dice, and, and we'll see what happens. But I think he could fit on either of the top three lines, and that's a credit to his uh, his skill set.
1: Okay, honey, I'm back at the adults table here, and uh, you got some, some pearls that you've said there was the defensive play of the Leafs. That's the one thing that I clung to, because that's what the scouts are talking about, that they are committing to playing defense and how there's always a leaf between the opposing forward and their net. It's unbelievable. Some are saying that the Oilers have, have picked up on that, and that's, you know— kind of modeling what the Leafs have done now Mike Babcock is a personal friend of mine you saw his first interview was on this show since being fired has that been the biggest change with the Leafs under Sheldon Keefe is the defensive play and how's he how's he gone about getting them to buy in
3: that's a great question Rod because if you can't get Mike Babcock to get you to buy in on that I'm not sure what was and I know before Mike was fired they were in Pittsburgh And Casimir Kaskasu is in nets. And you think if you're gonna play for anybody, you're gonna play for this goaltender who gave it his all. I didn't see anything that night, which leads me to think that, I don't know, maybe they were playing to get a coach fired and, and not long after, in fact, just a couple of days later, Mike was gone. In comes Sheldon, and, and you know, as Mike said, he was getting paid half his money to coach the Maple Leafs, the other half to get whacked. He knew he was going to get fired at some point in time. That just goes with the profession. Um, Mike's resume speaks for itself. He's a great hockey coach. What has Sheldon done? They've maybe just bought into it. Uh, they've they've added some players. He he had uh, better than a half a season to repeat. His message and drill in, drill in. As they came to camp this time uh, through the the bubble playoff last summer, uh, still the message was we've got to be better in our own zone. Then you add the likes of a, a Bogosian who'd won a Stanley Cup, a T.J. Um they just get better. A healthy Jake Muzzin, and and you've got that elite core up front, and uh, you know Marner, Matthews, Nylander. Uh, this is their fifth year together as a group um they're not kids anymore it's uh beyond run and gun hockey uh it's it's a chance to play as a group of five men inside deep and realizing that hey if they can only score one or two we can easily score three goals to win win a hockey game so they bought into it i think it's a credit to their maturity it's a credit to sheldon keith and his coaching staff um, but i just think the timing was right for sheldon perhaps more so uh than for mike who Uh, inherited a club that was rock bottom. He got them to a certain level and maybe his time was done and they needed to hear a different voice. No slate on Babs. He's one of the premier coaches on the planet.
1: Uh, Chiming in with just some viewer comments here. Jay in Vancouver says the Canucks Mm -hmm. just picked up two Leafs that were put on waivers from the puck and pigskin podcast out of red deer. They write Jack Campbell is absolutely the number one until proven. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. uh, Janelle Barkman In Saskatoon, she's a Blades fan. She says, my kid and I were just talking about the Leafs goalie situation this morning, so this is perfect. Heard they called up Ian Scott. You mentioned that, right, Henny? He's with the big club now? Ian Scott? Okay. He is. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And And, what a comeback story for him, so good for Ian.
1: Yeah, and a tremendous uh, tremendous netminder, too. But how about this one? It had to have come across your radar when John Scott, St. Catherine's kid, said the Leafs are just mowing the North Division. There's no other competition there. And I brought him on and challenged him on it, and he wasn't backing sure. down. Where are you on that take by the big man, John Scott?
3: Uh, John's a great talker, and he's a <laughs> showman, and uh, any, anything uh, he can do to stir it up. Hey, listen, the North, is an ac- it's an accordion, and all of a sudden, things have tightened up. And, you know, you think back to the original six days where those teams were playing each other 15 times. Good God, it was rough not so bad this time around maybe nine to 10 times but we're getting a chance to uh, for teams uh, to they, they don't have to scout the other team they know exactly what has to be done and i think the remaining 24 to 25 games this is going to be a sprint that's going to be absolutely fantastic <laughs> i still think the leafs are the best team in the division they've got to have healthy goaltending because if they don't then all bets are off uh, but that said Uh, You look at the goaltending in the entire North Division, at least those top five teams still in contention for playoff spots. The goaltending in each of those squads is outstanding. And in a playoff series and where you only have to win two rounds, that could be the difference to get to the NHL Final Four. The Leafs know they're close, and uh, that's why I think Kyle Dubas is going to pull the trigger on one, possibly two trades uh, to bolster up Mm. front and to bolster themselves uh, on the blue line. They just haven't been this close in about 20 years. And even 20 years ago, you can argue they weren't as close as this club is. And considering the talent this team has, you've got to get things done within the next three to five years. And they've got a shot at it this year. So Mm. why not take that shot?
1: I'll leave you with this. John in Calgary asked this a while back. I'm going to put it to you did the NHL error and not having an all Canadian division in the years leading up to this? Like, I'm really loving it. I think you are too. Sh- it, should it stay? Cause you know that they're going to open the border and we're going to have the divisional mm. outside the divisional road trips into America. I'm not opposed to it. How would you answer that?
3: I would like it. I just think practically uh, just the size of our country makes it really, really difficult. I think of Vancouver and, you know, the Alberta team's coming all this way. Winnipeg might be the best off, uh, given that they're just a couple of hours from Eastern Canada. Um, I just think the geography of the situation makes it rather difficult. That said, um, I've never, I I thought when when I settled down this summer, I thought, okay, I'm gonna step away from it, that uh, I wasn't gonna watch much hockey. I have not missed an entire Leaf game and I just wish Sportsnet would have more of those games on rather. Yeah, I mean, I'll can? i can, I'll watch Boston, but I'd rather see our Canadian division play all the time. I really like it. I just think uh, big picture, it's not practical, but I, I could get used to seeing Connor and Edmonton and Shifley and company five to six times a year, at least. I'd like to see that if we can do that, maybe not Vancouver Canucks 10 times a year. It's just, it's a long way to travel for both sides. That's the only reason
1: is travel. I'm with you. I, I said, that's why they haven't done it yet is travel. Mm-hmm. But I could be convinced because the hockey has been so great. The, uh, and the stir that it's created has been amazing. Henny, as always, a, a fantastic visit. I appreciate the time. Hope uh, things are going well here in, in retirement. Are we calling you that? Are we bothering you here in retirement? You said that you were good to talk hockey whenever.
3: It was an opportunity to uh, wash my hair and shave, and uh, I only do that on days I do my podcast. The first question uh, in, with Paul Hendrick, give it a listen. Uh, there's my plug. But no, listen, staying busy and, and loving it. So thanks for the opportunity, and I hope to uh, have Clark have me back on again at you some bet. point.
1: Okay, Paul. Appreciate the time. Stay well. Paul Hendrick joining us from the big smoke today. There you go. Yeah. Be feeling even better about your leaves after
2: that, I bet, eh? Why not, right? He'd- Ray of optimism. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, I... Uh, why listen, not? Penny's right. still watching. It. Every year, he says, they're the best Leafs team ever. Just teasing him there right, a little, little bit. But but here's the thing. I don't understand why you people in the East would want an all-Canadian division because I have a tough time staying up for nine thirty, nine and 9.30 starts. How the heck could you stay up for 10 o'clock starts? How could you do that?
2: I know. I don't... But they, they seem to do it. It's fun when it's... Maybe they're used to it. It's fun when it's once a year, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. Yeah, it's a novelty. Know, it's a novelty. So that's really cool. We'll stay up the one time. But when you're doing it every two weeks, you know, it becomes a lot. And then you stop paying attention. And, you know, we do have to rem- remember that the majority of the audience is there, too. There's a lot of people there. And we can't control that. that that's where the majority of the people live. Well, we've learned it firsthand now. You want to know why it's Toronto Sports
1: Network? We've found out why. Mm -hmm. But I've also found out why people like to talk other than Toronto. So it fits real well. But the tail that wags the dog here is Game Plus, which is in downtown Toronto. And that's why we go. We follow their lead, right? Uh, Just a quick comment here from, well, Chris Bird in Toronto says, I say yes to the Canadian division moving forward. I'm not going to say no. I just hope they put some thought into it. I I think it could work. From Jordan Ewart, says, go Oilers. Big one for the oil tonight. They could be in first place after tonight with a win at Montreal. Uh, Reportedly, media and travel watching on YouTube says, the dark horse is YouTube. Rod, your show is miles ahead of everyone. Focus on this platform. Most non-mainstream YouTube channels have a bigger audience in the millions, but they don't engage with the viewers like we do. Did you
2: put in your loony? Hey, I you, should read. The, what? You put a quarter in the machine. Pick whatever song you want. That's right. So, uh, Curling update, Kirk
1: Myers and Laura Walker defeated the duo of Corey Chester and Stephanie Jackson-Bayer 8-3 at the Canadian Mixed Doubles Curling Championship Sunday. Both teams were tied at two after two ends, but the Myers-Walker team took the lead for good in the third end after scoring two more points after their opponent would add one score in the fourth end myers Walker scored four more through their final three ends of play. The Myers-Walker tandem are undefeated at 4-0 after Sunday night's win. They hold a share of the lead atop a pool C with Tyrell Griffith and Nancy Martin, who defeated the duo of Kyler Kleibrink and Shaylin Kitts 9-2 Sunday. Earlier Sunday night, the duo of Jocelyn Peterman and Brett Gallant defeated Alex Robichaud and Melissa Adams 11-3 in draw 19 action. Instead of having their names, I think they should sell the names. Team Bush. Team Pennzoil.
2: Team. Do you know what I mean? Did you get that little lesson into branding? He just did all NASCAR sponsors. Think the guy's not into racing? (laughs) I am. am. But it works. But it does work. I'm just saying, have that across the name. It would be easier to remember.
1: Peterman and Galant scored five in their first end and never trailed against Adams Robichaux. Their opponents scored two points in the second end, but that was as close as they got to keeping pace. The peterman Galant duo are now tied atop Pool A with a 3-1 record alongside the Colton Lott-Cadriana-Sahadyuk team. Again, sorry to, the clo- sorry to the closed captioners for that. And the Aaron Sluchinski-Brittany Tran team. Also on Sunday, Kerry Anerson and Brad Gushu defeated Robert and Emily Desjardins 7-3 in draw 18 action. They are now 4-1 and And in second place behind the partnership of Jennifer Jones and Brett Lang. Oh, big news, a back injury forced Darren Molding and Joanne Courtney to withdraw from the championship. They're hoping that uh, Molding will be fine for the worlds, as he will be representing Canada vis-a-vis Alberta. The uh, Curling Report is brought to you by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try out their Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. We'll be back. Viewer takeover the rest of the way. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's
1: Rod. Okay, we got stuff going on. We have yet to... Uh, talk about the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It's this, and we debated it for a while in our morning meeting, because we do everything here as a team. The poll question today is, who wins first? The Houston Rockets, who have lost 20 in a row, or the Buffalo Sabres, who have lost 13 in a row? On Twitter, 59% of you saying the Buffalo Sabres will be the first to end their losing streak. 59% on Twitter. Do you guys have the Facebook no, we don't. Okay. So my thing was, I wanted to say the Swift Current Broncos, they've lost 23 in a row. That happens. Let's not, remember, let's not forget they won the league in 2018. Okay. That's the cyclical nature of junior hockey, unless Kelly McCrimmon wins your, runs your team, which you always win. But the guy said, no, it's a junior hockey team. We can't point that out. So It's Sabres Rockets. Why are you looking at me like that? The Kelly McCrimmon (laughs) Just Drop that in there. And it's true. The thing is, it's true. There was the Pats got hosed in overtime the other night against the Brandon Wheat Kings and lost. So I was talking to my Wheat Kings friends. I said, Kelly was involved somehow. I don't know how, but he was. Brandon Crow, the voice of the Wheat Kings, said to me, they love you and Brandon now. I don't know why. They used to hate you. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm very, very aware of that. Time mends all wounds. It does. It does. Well, actually, not time. People do. We've gone out of our way to make friends with them over there. Hey, (laughs) John Burns has dropped another five bucks. He's dropping the fins here today. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're not fooling around. For those that just tuned in, if you're watching on YouTube, you can pay to supercharge your comments and get them read. He has got a front row seat and a jar full of looties. He's in... Sniffers row, as they say. We're the only fans of sports talk. John says, "I understand the games in Florida and not Canada, but any chat about Canada playing Bermuda on Thursday, World Cup qualifying, Go Canada, men's go. I'm sorry. What's the sport?
2: Soccer? I think. I don't know, I'm guessing Yeah, but yes. How about no?
1: Could be rugby. How about no? Yeah, no. Anyways, a two shot, please, of us. Every time you
2: drop in your Toonie, your fin, your Looney, take I, it away. I was going to say, I'll get on my hands and knees on the table and start dancing. Do,
1: do it right? <laughs> uh do
2: dance. Thank you, The Hockey Club.
1: <laughs> the Hockey Club. Me too. Podcast watching in Florida says, I'm dying. I'm sorry. It just slipped out. <laughs> I said front row, okay? I tried to keep it PG. Um, action-packed day. Uh, sports update here. For Canadian teams and the NHL tonight, the maximum three games are on the schedule. Ottawa hosts Calgary. Montreal entertains Edmonton. And Vancouver is home to Winnipeg. The Orders can jump into first place in the North Division with a win at Montreal. Joel Teasdale and Joseph Blandizi scored a pair of goals each in a four-one Laval Rocket victory over the Stockton Heat at the Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary Sunday. Both teams were, but I don't want to look at the comments. I don't think. Don't. Both teams were tied one-one after the opening twenty minutes. Blandizi opened the scoring with his fifth of the season. Stockton replied with a tying goal from Michael Stone. That's where he is. Following a scoreless second period, the Rockets scored three times in the third on route to victory. Blandisi and Teasdale each had an assist in the win as well. Rocket goalie Caden Primo made 19 saves on 20 shots. Laval has now won five straight. Heat goalie Garrett Sparks made 29 saves on 31 shots. The Toronto Raptors face a team struggling more than they are tonight. Toronto's in Houston facing the Rockets. Raps have lost eight in a row. Houston's dropped 20 straight. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday. Kind of feeds well into our poll question, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Who wins first, Rockets or Buffalo Sabres? Who wins tonight, do you think? Raptors or Rockets? Well, it's
2: got to be the Raptors, right? Does it have to be? Slump busters? You would think. The Houston Rockets. Uh,
1: and a full day of March Madness today because of this change in schedules. Monday, a rare full slate for the U.S. College Basketball Championship. The men are on the final day of the second round in Indy, while the women wrap up the first round in San Antonio. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. And we have a new sponsor, we have a new sponsor, new partner, and Darren's going to take it away. We're very excited about this.
2: Yeah, Landmark Cinemas coming on board. I know, you know, you're a you're a big movie guy, and I love uh, oh, yeah. movies too. So uh, the Landmark Cinemas, our newest partner of the show. You'll be seeing our mugs on uh, in theaters all across Western Canada. So if you're going to the Landmark Cinema. This is the only time I'll tell you to take your phone out in the theater is for the pre-show. Be ready and snap the photo of us. But uh, we'll be talking about the movies a little bit, telling you what's on, and uh, we'll be enjoying the movies ourselves.
1: There you go. Landmark Cinema on board. And by the way, that's all across the prairies? Western Canada? That's right. Western Canada. Landmark Cinema. We're big movie people. So we're excited to be partnering with them. Welcome aboard the RP Show, Canada's fastest-growing sports talk program. We'll be right back with the full-on viewer takeover. Get your money ready. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Yeah. Now, back to the studio with Rod.
1: It's just unbelievable what we do here every day. This is overtime, and... I would jokingly like to say we've accomplished nothing today and we just sat around and drank coffee and shot the spit, but that's not true. We've accomplished a ton. Right. And, you know, regarding why do Winnipeggers want Paul Maurice fired? We had the experts on, Sean Reynolds and Ken Weeb from Sportsnet, and they said that the Jets fans expect perfection. It's not reasonable, but at least we figured that out. Yep. On Twitter, guy uh, writes here, His title is sports fan and opinionated, and his avatar is a Jets logo. He says, I think Paul Maurice is a great coach. In my opinion, anyone who says different should open their eyes. You're missing a well-coached team. Not his problem. They lose a few games here and there. They win a lot more than they lose. (laughs) Go Jets, go. So, yeah, we got to the bottom of that, and we figured it out. The other thing we've learned today is if you pay money on YouTube, we'll read your comments. And I don't feel dirty at all. But John Burns in calgarys What's he into us now for? $45 today in comments alone. This guy is our daddy. Where did his comment go? It's on the screen. Oh, it, like he was asking about some World Cup qualifying and if Canada's going to get in. I said, I don't know. Soccer. I didn't even know it was soccer. So he says, if Canada, he paid five bucks to say this, Darren. If Canada makes it to the octagonal for soccer World Cup qualifying, including Jamaica, Mexico, U.S., Costa Rica, Honduras, I'll ask a question then. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm not down with the soccer, bro. Well, if you're paying. So, well, even if you're paying, I don't think I can get down with soccer. Why would you want me to talk about something I know nothing about?
2: Yeah, you That's, don't, just, don't ask. That's just perverse. Maybe don't ask the question. You tell us what we, should, we need to know, and we can relay that to the people maybe. Like you want to promote your event?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now we got a soccer discussion going on in the YouTube comments saying it's a hexagonal, not the octagonal. It's all Greek to me. Viewer Mark Zosel says, I love the seats at the landmark. Oh, and the food is good too. Prairie Mobile text line DG in Saskatoon writes in and says, Morning, guys. Plenty of Connor Bedard's teammates will love having played with him and the attention he's getting when he leaves free tickets for them at Will Call at his NHL games and lets them on his private jet. You don't think Gretzky and Lemieux, old junior teammates still drop their names 25 times a day? These Pats will look back in disbelief in 10 or 20 years. Signed, DG in Saskatoon. I want to make it very clear. It's in my Monday morning goalie column. Any of the pushback I've got from people on the Bedard hype has not come from inside the Pats at all. It's come from outside the Pats. And until somebody tells me to cool it on the Bedard hype, I'm going to keep the hammer down. My friend Aaron writes on the Prairie Mobile text line, don't apologize for hyping Bedard. Outstanding job, ownership, and 99% of Regina should love it. From one of the Weak King scouts named Dallas, he says, it's not just Kelly McCrimmon, it's good scouting too. Oh, the good scouting accounted for the ref blowing the call in overtime the other night. I see. Can you believe the Twitter furor over that missed call in overtime, That's, by the way? I was going to say, yeah. It's, uh, it's great. It's, it's awesome. People have woken up yeah. to WHL hockey and use social media to get there. From uh, Randy Butler in Regina, regarding the NHL, interesting stat, Habs are 7th in the league with 99 goals, yet their leading point-getter, Toffoli, is 37th in the league. Edmonton has 116 goals, with Connor and Leon being the top two dogs for points in the league. Well, I'll double down and say with the Pats, we were discussing this this morning, Connor Bedard leads the entire division in scoring in his team's second-worst. How about that? I know. Bob in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Back to CFL XFL. He says maybe The Rock will just inject the money to get the CFL going without a merger. He's an ex CFL guy and loves the league. He's got a year or two before the XFL starts up again, and the CFL can use his marketing to improve that aspect in that time. Just saying. Yes, Bob and Grand Prairie. That's exactly what the
2: CFL's hoping. <laughs> the CFL is not UNICEF. It's not a registered charity. I, I don't, don't
1: think, think so. No, you're right. I right? don't think they're a charity. I don't think it is. Yeah, the XFL is just going to give us all his money and we're going to use him and we're going to play and he gets nothing. Yeah, that's what they think.
2: <laughs> I can't see that happening. Darren, you taught me. I can't. Nothing's free. Yeah, I can't see it. I just, I can't. Somebody buys you lunch, you owe them something. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Like, make no mistake, it means a lot that they're having conversations. Like, there is a tremendous amount of respect for the Canadian Football League. There's a tremendous amount of respect. That's why they're having the conversations. Because the game is great. And there's a ton of wonderful history. And there's a great product there. There really is. So find a way to save it. From the Prairie Mobile text line, Brady says, Hey, Rod,
1: Nolan Meyer, Blades goalie, collected his 83rd win in a 3-1 victory against the Moose Jaw Warriors Sunday night. He now sits two back from the franchise record holder, Tim Chevelday. Woo! That snuck up on us. Did it ever. Where are Chevy these days. Is Chevy aware of this? Last I heard, he was an ambulance guy, uh, RM, uh, EMT for the Army in Dundurn, I think.
2: I haven't talked old, to him in a little while. Good
1: old Chevy. Sports on tap for our friends at the Tap Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store tonight. What, 10 in the NHL? Orders of Montreal, as we mentioned. Buffalo puts that 13 game losing streak on the line there at the Rangers. Flames at Sands. Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, are home to the St. Louis Blues. Colorado's creeping up, by the way, on the uh, Golden Knights. They're three points back. Abs are at Arizona. Jets at Vancouver. In the Dub Hub. 4 p.m. this afternoon, Swift Current Broncos versus Prince Albert Raiders. 8 p.m. Blades and the Wheaties. And in spring training baseball, Blue Jays Tigers get after at 4.37 in uh, Dunedin this afternoon. The tap drive-thru and liquor store open for dine-in or pickup. The liquor store drive-thru is open. Plus, you may also shop inside. Please follow social distancing guidelines and help everyone stay safe. Whew. We covered a lot. Norway calling from Trent. Thanks again for a great show. Stay safe, everyone. Hey, and Jennifer says the Blue Jays game is on Sportsnet East. uh, Everything's coming up Millstone today. Oh, yeah. How much time? All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Noon Eastern, 10 Mountain right here on Game Plus TV.
0: What do you think it is? A strip club? For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.